Pastor Xavier Reese illustrates God's come-as-you-are policy in coming to Christ. You see, the conversion to the spiritual birth in your life will be exactly like that of Nathaniel. Not of personal works, but of the regenerating work of the Spirit of God, as Titus says. All the work of Jesus Christ. Nothing that you can do, nothing that I can do, only what the Lord Jesus can do. The good news of the gospel. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. The Apostle Nathaniel encounters Jesus a few verses after his teasing question, Can anything good come from Nazareth? The call of Nathaniel by Jesus in the next several verses then demonstrates Jesus' sense of humor. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. Jesus had playfully noted Nathanael as an Israelite or son of Jacob, without Jacob's well-deserved reputation for double-dealing. Having been introduced to Nathanael last time, Pastor Xavier continues with more of our character study of the Apostle on today's Simple Truths. Let's listen. The communication to Bartholomew is important. We go to John's Gospel, chapter 1, the first appearance of his name, Nathanael. In John 1, 45... It says, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him whom, of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip was found by Jesus, remember, in verse 43 of chapter 1 there of John. And Jesus called Philip to follow him, and Jesus saw him respond without any hesitation or procrastination. Philip decided to find Nathanael, one of his close friends now. Nathaniel, remember, is the same person as Bartholomew, okay? Nathaniel was told by Philip that they had found him whom Moses in the law and the prophets had written about. Nathaniel had a hunger for God's word and the things of God. Listen, you do not get a hunger for God's word by sitting around. And by saying, you know, one of these days I'm going to read that book. Nathaniel was believed, must have believed the promises of God in anticipating the Messiah. He must have known Isaiah 7, 14. Remember, they didn't have the New Testament. Behold, a virgin shall bear a son. She calls his name Emmanuel, God with us. He was studying, searching. We found him, Philip said. Moses in the law prophesied the prophets. That prophet that he was spoken about in Deuteronomy 15, 15, and 19, and God would hold every man responsible at the words that would be proclaimed by the Messiah. This was he. They studied, they searched, they found out. They said, this is him. Daniel prophesied and gave the very day the Messiah would come, the very day from the command that our exercise gave to Nehemiah to restore and rebuild Jerusalem in troublous times in Daniel 9, 24 to 26. To the very day from March 14, 445 B.C. to April 6, 32 A.D., Jesus walked in, rode into Jerusalem on the donkey, on the colt, and the foal of an ass in Matthew 21. They were studying. They were searching. They were expecting God to deal with their hearts. Does God deal with your heart on a day-to-day -day basis? Week to week, month to month, do you see this activity going on? Very important. Notice Nathaniel here was told plainly by Philip that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah at the end of 45. Not, well, I think he is. 
You think that these guys understood that God was going to become man one day? You better believe they believe that. The Jews believe that. That's what they taught. That's what they were expecting. Notice, secondly, here in verse 46. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Nathanael questions Philip's assessment. Can anything come out of Nazareth? Nathanael was a skeptic at first, as well as a bit prejudiced like Philip was with the Greeks. Remember? Nazareth was not the most popular place. Nazareth was not the most cultured region. Nazareth was on the fringe of Gentile life, identified with trouble. Anything good come out of there? Like saying, can anything come good out of South Central? Baum Park? Almani? We might say today. Nathaniel was still searching and examining for himself. That's a good sign. There's a difference between people who just question, and it's not doubting. They, they just want to argue. And there's other people who truly have skeptic questions because they're searching to find out if that's truly so. That's good. There's a difference. He was not a mere follower. He was a Berean, Acts 17, 11. He examined to find out if those things were so. Now, Nathaniel was simply invited by Philip to see for himself. Come and see. I like that. But notice, this is all it takes for a Nathaniel. He doesn't want to argue. And Philip doesn't want to argue because he knows that's not going to do nothing. But the invitation is given. He could have argued with Nathaniel. He could have been offended by his doubt. He could have just been indifferent. But instead, he gave a caring invitation to make his own assessment. Listen, people have all kinds of questions. Say, listen, come and hear the word for yourself. Come to church with me. Come to our Bible study at noon. You come and see. And let God's Spirit deal with them. <laughs> Nathaniel, like all others who come searching with a genuine heart, would not be disappointed. Seeing one's need for forgiveness under the Spirit's work. Seeing one's need of transformation. It comes to every person who seeks diligently and openly. It must be decided by each person. No one can make that decision for you. It will affect each person's eternity. You remember the demoniac? He wanted to go with Jesus after he was delivered by him? In Mark chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. Listen. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed, speaking he, Jesus, he begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in the Decapolis, the ten cities, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. You see, the communication to Bartholomew was the gospel message. I think the church needs to get back to the gospel message. I think we're running around with a lot of whipped cream and cotton candy and all kinds of different things. Though they may remove our hunger pains away, 
They do not nourish us. Notice third and last, we have the conversion of Bartholomew. And we find this in verse 47 on down to 48. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Notice first Nathanael's heart was revealed here. Nathanael took the invitation of going to see Jesus for himself. He took it seriously and he saw, and Jesus saw him coming to him, it says. You see, he was invited. He exercised his free will of decision. No one can force you. Nathaniel was declared to be a good moral man by Jesus. Here he comes. Jesus is seeing him. He says, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now the reference to having no guile meant that he was not one who was ruled by deceitfulness or corruption as was the order of the day for the Jewish people being hypocrites. He was not running, even though he was not saved, he hadn't met Jesus yet, he was not running in the same track as all others were running. That's good. Remember that Jacob was a deceiver of deceivers. His name was changed from surplanter to Israel, governed by God, so that he no longer ruled his own life. Nathaniel was a good man. The declaration marked the man living in the midst of a corrupt generation, yet walking in uprightness before his maker, a practice that does not escape the attention of God, by the way. You remember um, Cornelius? He was a devout man. God observed that, though he was not born again yet. Remember, not all that say are Israel are Israel, the scripture tells us. Notice the need of Nathaniel was still that of salvation. Good moral people are still sinners by nature, Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 tells us. Dead in trespass and sins. So you can be a good moral pagan and be headed for hell. Lost. And be lost eternally with all your morality. All your uprightness. Because you don't see your need of salvation and forgiveness of your sins. That's a very dangerous position. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. None understand. None seek after God. Romans 3, 10, 11. Remember, Bartholomew or Nathaniel is pointed out to be prejudiced to an extent. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> so he wasn't perfect. He wasn't sinless. He's just a good moral man. So Nathaniel questioned the validity of Jesus' assessment regarding his person as he had of Philip's assessment of Jesus. Nathaniel said to him in verse 48, How do you know me? Nathaniel was told by Jesus before Philip called you. When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. <laughs> I must have blown his mind up. Huh? The fig tree was a place where People rested, meditated on God's word, and prayed. Fig trees were a sign of blessing and God's future prosperity. Habakkuk 3.17. But he must have started thinking, how did he know I was there? Somebody tell him? Sometimes people come to the service on Sunday morning, whatever, and you know what I'm talking. And then afterwards, you know, the people that brought them say, you know, they think I told you about them because, you know, you were talking, you were saying some things. God deals with that kind of stuff. 
Notice, secondly, Nathaniel's confession was proclaimed in verse 49. Nathaniel immediately answered and called Jesus rabbi. The title rabbi was used for the Jewish teachers or head person. The use of it towards Jesus was more than a normal human sense by what he qualified it with. Nathaniel confessed Jesus as his teacher about the things of God, certainly. But more than that, Nathaniel said, you are the son of God. Bingo! <laughs> the title is not casual address or a statement. The title was understood to be the fulfillment of God becoming man. The prophet said, oh, that God would rent or tear open the heavens and come down. He did. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and God became flesh and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. The title was a confession of the end of his personal search for his Messiah. He had arrived to forgive him. Has it been the case with your life? Or are you still searching? Nathaniel said, you are the king of Israel. He just keeps pouring it on. The title confessed that Jesus was the rightful heir to the throne of David to rule and to reign over Israel, first of all. The title confessed his own personal surrender to Jesus as his Lord and Savior to rule over his own life with full authority. They're not just words. Words mean nothing. We have to put shoe leather to them. Notice Nathaniel is a sharp contrast to Philip at this point. Philip was very rational and calculating and prejudiced. Nathaniel was full of faith, meditative on the things of God and willing to come and see. Philip, after three and a half years, said to Jesus, Show us the Father. It'll be sufficient for us. After three and a half years, Nathaniel, the first time he comes to Jesus, says, You're the Son of God. <laughs> Philip was practical. Sizing up everything by what he saw. Nathaniel was a man of prayer, seeker of truth, honest, open to truth, and willing to trust God. Yet God used both of them as they yielded to him. That's why Paul says we don't compare ourselves among ourselves or by ourselves lest we be unwise. God can take who you are or what you have and use it for his glory if you will yield to his spirit to change you. He can't use you the way you are. But he'll take you the way you are and he will transform you so you don't stay as you are. That's important. Now notice thirdly, verse 50 to 51, Nathaniel's call was announced. Nathaniel's call of faith would not be disappointing. Verse 50, Jesus honored Nathanael's faith in coming to Jesus by saying, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. You believe? Now, it has a question mark. Many scholars think it should be a statement. I saw you under the fig tree and you believe. A statement of fact. So Jesus told Nathanael that his life of faith would pay off in the future by telling him, You will see greater things than these. You think that's something, stick around. Hang out with me. 
I won't blow your mind. How long have you walked with God? How long have you known Jesus? Has he blown your mind? And the things he's done? The things he's doing? He's blown my mind. I've got a long ways to go, but I cannot recognize me from what I used to be. That's good. (laughs) Because there's been a great change. And that should be the same thing in your life. Notice Nathaniel's call was to see the fulfillment of Jacob's dream by declaring, Moses, surely I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man in verse 51. Boy, he is just blowing Nathaniel away. Nathaniel was told by Jesus what he was reading and meditating under the fig tree. He told him already, I saw you before under the fig tree. That blew his mind. Now he says, I know what you were reading. I know the passage you were studying. (laughs) Genesis 28, 10 through 19. Nathaniel was meditating on the passage of Scripture in Genesis where Jacob had a dream as he fled from his brother Esau. You remember that? And he took a big old stone and used it for a pillow. Hardhead. Used the stone to go to sleep. And he saw a ladder coming down, descending from heaven. Angels ascending, descending. And God promised to bless him and be with him and bring him back with blessing. Nathaniel was to be assured that he, Jesus, was the God who had descended and blessed man in the plan of salvation. That blessing had arrived. He must have blown his mind. Now the Mount of Transfiguration was witnessed by Peter, James, and John. So that cannot be the fulfillment of the promise that he gives to Nathaniel here that he would see that. The only other possibility is the ascension of Jesus on Mount of Olives after his resurrection and being here 40 days. And as they saw him ascend to heaven, the angels rebuked the disciples and say, why do you man stand here gazing to the sky the same way he said that he's going to return? That has to be the fulfillment. If not, that's the only one we can at least put next to it. Because he was not at the Mount of Transfiguration. Nathaniel was at Galilee, remember that. And he saw the risen Lord and he was commissioned there in John 21, 1 through 14. The second place where John gives us his account. He was there. He is listed in Acts as we have noted. He's listed in the synoptics. Tradition tells us that he was a missionary to various countries and explains his death in different ways. Isobius reports that he preached the gospel in India and left behind the gospel of Matthew and the actual Hebrew characters. Armenia, Phrygia, Lyconia, Mesopotamia, and Persia also have been claimed as the scenes of his labors. He is said to have evangelized with Philip and Thomas. Again, this is not in the scriptures. We get the traditions of how these men died and what happened afterwards from history. You remember Nicodemus? He came with an open heart, searching, and he was not disappointed, but in fact was given the very requirements of the new birth to enter the kingdom of God in John 3. Just like Nathaniel, just like Bartholomew. Nicodemus is not mentioned that many times. All men and women 
who come to Jesus of their own free will will legitimately have their hearts rent open if their doubts are legitimate. Jesus will welcome them to find rest, as Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. There will be a clear understanding of who Jesus is in the heart of that individual. If you're here tonight, your heart is open, Jesus will let you know who he is, God, Savior. There will be a clear understanding that there's a need of forgiveness. And that in spite that God knows everything about you, he still loves you. Whether you ever repent or not, he still loves you. But he cannot communicate the benefit of his love until you repent. And in spite of him knowing everything about you, he still wants to hang out with you. But he has to forgive you first, change you. Every person must confess Jesus as their own Lord and Savior before man, even as Nathaniel. He is the Son of God who died for you, who died for me. Only the Spirit of God can make that real. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for us alone, but for the whole world, 1 John 2, 2. The basis of our relationship to God is based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, His atoning work. He is the one who reigns and rules in my life after I accept Him. He does some rearranging. He's the one who teaches me all things by His Spirit, as John 14, 15, and 16 tells us. You see the conversion to the spiritual birth in your life will be exactly like that of Nathaniel. Not of personal works, but of the regenerating work of the Spirit of God, as Titus 3.15 says. All a work of Jesus Christ. A work of the Spirit. Nothing that you can do, nothing that I can do, only what the Lord Jesus can do. I'm sorry, Titus 3.5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit of God. The word is presented to an individual, the good news of the gospel. The fact of one's lost condition must be agreed upon. That's the foundation. The fact that Jesus came to die in my place and I deserve death is another condition I must agree to. 2 Corinthians 5.21 And then if I agree that he died in my place, then I have genuine repentance for my sin, not for the consequence of my sin. And that's godly repentance in 2 Corinthians 7, 9, and 10. And then I can be born again. You see, the conversion of a person is always a call to God by faith. To see the things of God in a greater measure than the person who does not come and after the person comes. Like Nathaniel, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. The very birth of the believer implies growth that's going to continue to happen over and over again from babe to mature adults. The parables themselves focus upon the increase of stewardship and responsibility and accountability through life. The promise is that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love them. For in here and now, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10. He has so much for you if you come to him. The conversion of Bartholomew was a work of God. And so, this is Bartholomew, the sixth apostle in the order of Matthew. The character, Bartholomew, was not the most popular. The communication of Bartholomew was the gospel message. 
And the conversion of Bartholomew was a work of God. I love it. Pastor Xavier Reese, illustrating with the Apostle Nathaniel the power of the Word, the Spirit, and of God to change the heart of man. And just before we close, let me take a moment to mention that copies of today's character study, simply titled Bartholomew Nathaniel, are available on CD for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is simply Bartholomew Nathaniel, or just mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 